You know, when I was thinking about those who are dealing with guilt or whatever you might have raised your hand for, I went to the Scripture and it said, for God did not send His Son into the world to condemn you, but that the the world through Him might be saved. God loves you unconditionally. We love you unconditionally. The Word says, for He hath made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Why? So we could be bought right back into right standing with God through Jesus Christ. And then the Word says, in Him we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. And then finally, come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. And though they are like crimson, they shall be as wool. Thank God for His Word today. All right. Well, good morning still. It's still morning. Good morning. Happy Fourth of July. I trust that you're probably going to celebrate a little bit later on and maybe have your own fireworks or just do burgers on the grill or whatever. But let me go ahead and just share some th- thoughts with you, and, and uh, you might take this as a sort of a sort of a historical teaching today of why we're free today. But the main theme I want to get into you and me is freedom is a gift, but did not come cheap. Say that when the freedom is a gift, but it did not come cheap. Going back to another scripture I referred to a little while ago, John 8, 31 and 32, it says, if the Son sets you free. Then Jesus turned to the Jews who had claimed to believe in him. He said, if you stick with this, if you stick with me, if you stick with my word, living out what I tell you, you are my disciples for sure. Then you will experience for yourselves the truth. And what's going to happen? The truth will make you free. So I'm going to um, challenge all of you who were prayed for today. I know you received something, but know this, the enemy tries to counterattack you. He tries to steal, kill, and destroy anything God has done for you in life. So what you need to do when those wrong thoughts come, you say, no, in the name of Jesus, get out of here. And then go and find scriptures that cover your case, like I gave you this morning. And, and when it comes, renew your mind on the Word of God so you, so you can detect a lie the second that it shows up. And because of who you are in Christ, we're not going to buy into a lie of anything else. Pastor Hagen said, as we celebrate the 4th of July this weekend, our thoughts immediately go towards two words, freedom and liberty. Say, I'm free. Thank God for my freedom. I've been liberated. So it's freedom from physical, political, and spiritual oppression. Thank God for freedom. You know, many will think back to what this day really means and the sacrifices that were made for us to live in this beautiful land of the United States of America and even to worship freely here this morning. Some will just treat this day like another day, uh, uh, you know, getting with their family and friends and having a good time and But you know what? May we be those who stop and remember. 
I'm talking to you online as well. As a matter of fact, if you raised your hand on any of those things that we mentioned in prayer, we just call you free in the name of Jesus. Command that guilt to leave your life. Command that spirit of uh, death, that fear of death. Anything that would bind you, I'll call you free. You know, sometimes I get so caught up in this, this ser- service that I forget we have as many online. <laughs> so it's just a new way of operating and new way of being aware. And a lot of folks, when they travel on vacations, they watch in our services and participate. Um, but many, many will think back to this day, but many won't. I, I want to just make sure I give credit to a minister by the name of Peter Lohman. He had a, a sermon on some things that I extracted, so, so to speak, but then I, I put myself into it, but I want to make sure I gave him credit. Um, but he said, in, in February of 1945, Joe Rosenthal pulled out his camera and clicked the photo that would later become the most reproduced photograph in the history of photography. You know what that, that was? It was the five young Marines planting the American flag on the Isle of Iwo Jima. The photo of these young men raising the flag was splashed across the front page of every paper in the country, and for months, papers uh, published that photo. Even new- newspapers were saved as a result of uh, the finances that came in. Posters were purchased. The photo appeared everywhere. People could not get enough of that photo. Now, why? Why is that? Well, why is it that even today, we as Americans are taken back every time we see that photo of these struggling men with the stars and the stripes? Well, our flag, let's all say our flag. Though it's a piece of fabric, our flag, though it has no power of its own, Our flag, though it's only a material object, even though our flag is only a flag, our flag, the banner of the United States of America, is one of the most powerful symbols in the world today. Why? It represents, naturally speaking, our freedom. Say it with me. Freedom is a gift. Did not come cheap. It represents freedom, our flag. It represents hope. And I'm just going to say, to reignite your hope, I'm going to say, hope come alive. I'm going to say, begin to think better days are ahead. Begin to think things are going to turn around. Begin to see yourself according to your prayer answer. According to the Scripture, hope is so critical to our faith life because hope, if you don't have it, means you gave up. Hope, if you do have it, means you have, a, you have an earnest expectation that what God has said that you believe you have received, it's coming to pass. Things are changing. Thank God. Then you let God watch over His Word to perform it, and you just praise Him over the answer. Chrissy Graham Lynch said, 
We have a duty to teach the next generation how precious freedom is. The next generation. Do you know we've, we've lost some of the older generation because we reached out to the new generation? Because we are all ages, all races. That's why we come right into the middle. I personally know many churches right now that will not succeed that pastor because they're not doing a good job with their kids and their youth and their young adults. Come on, sometimes we got to compromise to reach back, not to forget about our elders, no. But, you know, if you're an elder, we ought to be mature. We ought to be mature about these things and thank God that uh, we are a church that will never cease to exist because we constantly raise up leaders we constantly reach out to our children, our youth, our next generation, and we're going to get younger as we grow older. Now, the per- tell the person next to you, he's not talking about you getting older, because you look good. Tell the person you look good. You know, Abraham Lincoln said, we, the people, are, are the rightful masters of both Congress and the courts. We, but the government, which was, which was birthed to, to uh, help us and serve us, we the people, looks like now they've almost become we the dictators. Abraham Lincoln said, we the people are the rightful masters of both Congress and courts, not to overthrow the Constitution, but to overthrow the men and women who pervert the Constitution. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican, Democratic, Independent, Libertarian. I don't know. That's private. Don't leave this church because you see a bumper sticker of someone you didn't vote for. That's our American right. That's our right to vote our conscience. I do encourage you to get as close to the Word of God as you possibly can. Sometimes we've had to vote for the less of two evils. And pray. Man, I am in some deep water right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm all wet up here. But do you understand that? Government is supposed to be for we the people. So if you didn't vote and you don't like what you see, if you didn't vote, you did vote. Where am I going with this now? (laughs) We the people. We pray for those that be in authority. Now listen, and I don't even mind you peacefully, say peacefully, peacefully show up where you want to make a statement of what you stand upon. I so respected and so loved, and I still do, Martin Luther King. Because his point came through peace and love. He wasn't out ruining buildings and putting things on fire and and, and, and just, uh uh-uh. But before you pick it, why don't you pray? It'll help you not say what you shouldn't be saying. 
I just can't stand who's in authority. They're in there. They are our authorities. We need to pray for them. We need to pray that perfect laborers are cr- come across their path all the time. We need to bind deception. That's on our, uh, our, our, um, all of our administrations from the local government all the way up to our national government. We need to pray over them. We do daily. We have prayer teams. We, we cover this. We bind deception. God, open their hearts to what you intended. So after you've prayed, then you can sign the petition. Depends what the petition is. So I don't, I don't mind people gathering together peacefully. But I haven't seen too many peaceful gatherings. Both sides are just spewing out hate speech to each other. Just say this to me, pray. Thank God. The stripes on our flag, listen to this, represents the original 13 colonies and the stars represent the 50 states of the Union. And the colors of the flag, I never knew this, the colors of the flag are symbolic, or I just was reminded. Red symbolizes hardiness and valor. White symbolizes purity and and innocence, and blue represents vigilance, perseverance, and justice. That's our flag. Make sure we're representing that flag in the utmost of integrity and respect for those who have given their life so we can be free today. Assemblyman Michael Cusick said, the American flag has stood as a symbol of freedom. What am I driving home today? Freedom is a gift, but it did not come cheap. This symbol of freedom and justice, our flag, has been representing us. It stood as our symbol for 225 years, probably more than that now. But through wars and in times of peace, the sight of the American flag has given notice to foes and and assurances to the friends that democracy lives, and no other symbol captures the power and glory of our nation like the American flag. It's flown as our national emblem in some form without interruption since 1777, and the American flag remains as a living piece of history and a source of pride and unity for all Americans. The stars and the stripes embodies the very qualities that make our nation great, which is liberty, justice, freedom, love, country, and national purpose. Come on, let's thank God for the United States of America. Thank you, God. Some nations, if we had a gathering like this, we'd all be shot. Others look at the flag and dream of a better life. They dream of freedom that might, might one day be theirs. America is the land of the free, the home of the brave, because freedom is a gift. But what? It did not come cheap. Freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of religion, freedom of worship, freedom as a country came at a great 
price. As John Adams, who was signing the Declaration of Independence, he said, whether we live or whether we die, whether we sink or whether we swim, succeed or fail, I stand behind the Declaration of Independence, and if God wills, I am ready to die in order that this country might experience freedom. And many have. In declaring this, in declaring their independence from England, our forefathers made an equally strong declaration of dependence. Not just the declaration of independence, but they also had it in their heart, and there's testimonies and stories of Christopher Columbus that he was led by God to do what he was doing when he was scoffed at, when people didn't believe in him. But this group of folks that were raising up, declaring their independence from England, also declared their dependence upon God. Right now, you might have the thought that your job is your source. Let's change that. God is my source. My job is a resource. You might think that your doctor's going to cure all your ailments. No, God is my healer. The doctors are a resource. You might say, if I could just get to, uh, if I could just get to a, a parenting class that would teach me, and that's a good thing to do, but without God in the center of that type of teaching, God is our Father. He knows how to reproduce good kids. Now, there's practical things we need to learn, but I want you to see, God, I open up my mind, I open up my heart to your word. Teach me what I don't know. Give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Help me to be a good leader. Help me to be a good pastor. Help me to be a good man. Help me to be a good husband and father. Help me in every aspect of my life. I love that. They not only declared their independence, they equally declared declaration of dependence upon God. Men and women have left homes and families to protect us and protect our principles. Joshua 1 and 1 through 5 says, and we're talking about this. What's a, th- what's a key thought I'm talking about today? Say it with me. Freedom is a gift, but did not come cheap. Joshua 1, beginning in verse 1, says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people. I wish people would get back to internships. So when they graduate from college thinking they know it all, they get into an internship. I, I really, I recommend our young people, I, well, they're not going to pay me. So what? Live with your parents if they'll let you and work full time and, and, and just prove yourself worthy and learn the skills, learn the approaches. I'll never forget the times that, um, you know, dad had a soft heart for young, young talent, young artists. And he would, he would you know, sort of interview them and see what they, and they walked in all cocky, 
They walked in all prideful. And um, he couldn't help them. Because that person was there to change what we don't know. No, don't do that. You know, I think about even Moses passed on, but who, who, was, who was promoted to his position? Oh, someone off the street. Someone just graduated from Ramah. No, someone who had stayed with him for years. That's why still today I have pastors and leaders and mentors over my life. And then God has raised me up to be a leader of leaders. And that's why I love Bishop Hash and the Hagans and, and, and those who've helped me in life because I would not be doing what I'm doing today if I didn't have models in front of me and the experience gained. We've been serving them for 30 years. Tell the person next to you, that guy up there on the stage, he sure looks good for his age. <laughs> Why didn't you say it? No one said it. Okay, never mind. All right, but um, did I read all of Joshua? No. Um, he was taken over uh, Moses' position. And verse 3, I promise you, Joshua, what I promised Moses Wherever you, you set your foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates rivers in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No, love this, love this. No one will be able to stand against you, Joshua, as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Why did I bring up the scriptures? Because God birthed this nation. God stands with this nation. God's only going to allow this nation to get so far lost to where then he will rapture his church. And then do you think it's chaotic now? Wait till the salt of the earth leaves. Wait till the light of the world leaves. Let's do our job. And, and Kurt and Nicole, I, I point you out because it, when you, we're doing so many things you guys don't know we're doing. We're just trying to give you glimpses. When you guys testify on what we're doing at Harvest Church, it helps me breathe. It helps me. We're not, we're not a dead sea. And I hope your life is not a dead sea. When's the last time you invited someone to church? Yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday. Joshua eleven twenty three says, So Joshua took the whole land according to all the Lord had spoken to Moses. And Joshua gave it for an inheritance to Israel according to their allotments. And then the land had rest from war. Freedom is not free. It's unfortunate. Listen, I'm not trying to run into any war or vote any war really quickly. No. But it's unfortunate that we have to rise up at times when our nation is challenged for our liberty and our freedom. We can't let people just take over our homes and take over our kids and ruin our freedom. And We need... We need to defend ourselves. I'm going to get in trouble again. 
pretty good at that. When people are talking about defund the police, say a robber comes in your house. Again, there was a particular, um, I don't know if they were a congressman or a senator or whatever, they, 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 were, they believed in defunding the police. Well, his car got stolen. What do you do? People are not, a lot, the majority of people around this world are not truly saved and born again and have the late nature of God on the inside of them and they're, <clears throat> they're not filled with the Holy Spirit. So we have to check unredeemed flesh in its place with the strongest army, Navy, Air Force, and Marine, special forces that are in existence. I think I'll clap for myself. You might not believe in that, but just think about it. So only two defining forces have ever offered to die for us, Jesus Christ and the American soldier. One died for our soul, the other died for our freedom. John 15, 13 says, no one has greater love nor stronger commitment than to lay down his own life for his friends. Thank God we're not just going to battle just because we have a war ahead of us. We're going there to defend a nation that God raised up. And he's amongst us and he helps us. America has only gone to war to do what? Protect and defend ourselves from enemies, both domestic and foreign. God has helped us. Psalm 20 and verse 7 says, Some nations boast of their chariots and horses. Some boast in the name, but we shall boast in the name of the Lord our God. Those nations will fall and collapse, but we will rise up and stand firm. Thank God for our freedom that we have through the sacrifice of many. America was founded upon the Word of God and the prayer of its leaders. At the same time, they were men of faith. Think about men of faith writing a constitution, establishing an independence. And George Washington, he offered up a prayer saying, we make our earnest prayer that thou wilt keep the United States in thy holy protection, that thou wilt be pleased to dispose us to do justice, to, do, to love mercy, and to be humble, and to humble ourselves with that. Thomas Jefferson said, God gave us life, gave us liberty. Can the liberties of a nation be secure when we have removed a conviction from those liberties that are a gift from God. God 
is the one who brought the United States of America into existence. He had special purpose. And I want to give you a quote by Christopher Columbus that will refer back to what I was talking about before. But, you know, God raised up this nation for a special purpose. Do you know what the special purpose was? So that we could spread the gospel freely without suppression. Man, our government needs to get back to why, they were found, why we were founded. Christopher Columbus wrote his own journals. Listen, it, it was the Lord who put into my mind. I could feel his hand upon me. He put the fact that I could sail from here to the Indies. But all who have heard of my project rejected it with laughter, ridiculing him. There's no question that the inspiration was from the Holy Spirit because he comforted me with rays of marvelous inspiration from the Holy Spirit. You following God is not always going to get support. You could get scoffed at. You say, why in the world are you doing this? I remember when I was, uh, I had graduated from Appalachia and I was helping my mom in the business office and dad, mom dad's company. And, and um, but you know, Long story short is there, there came a day that I, I just couldn't do it anymore because I had a different vision, a different, a different path I was supposed to take in life. And my dad my brother were frustrated with me. They sat me down and said, are, are you in this with us? Not that they were making me. They just need to know where do you stand. I said, you know what? I've got to go in a direction that I have peace with. And that's began my journey of going to Rama Bible College and being there for three years. Then after that, I came back home and served Bishop Hash as an assistant for eight years, still serving him on his board, still serving with the Hagans, were regional directors at Oversee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. But one thing led to another. Pioneering this church 23 years ago, I'm going to challenge you parents. Not to just let your kids choose, choose their career in life. But I will encourage you to help them discover it. We're to discover our purpose not to just go toward the career that gives us the greatest financial reward. You know, in the ministry for all these years, 33 years, it's not always been easy, but yours hasn't either. But I didn't give up. I just didn't give up. And the greatest thing that helped me, and I've got to do it, keeps coming out of my heart. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit soon. The greatest thing second to salvation in my life to help me overcome challenges and to be a blessing to others is being filled with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God in salvation comes on the inside of us. The Spirit of God in being filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, comes upon you to be a blessing to others. And it strengthens you. And it, you know, helps us to overcome 
because there will be things we overcome in life. Let me give you two, two insights. There will be two times that you face challenges in your life. One, when you're in the will of God. Two, when you're out of the will of God. Now, being out of the will of God is a lot harder because if you're out of the will of God, you know, if you've stepped out of his, his uh, protection and all that kind of thing, it's best to get it right now. Dad Hagen, who, who we continue to serve, he's in the grandstands of heaven, but he said one time, said, I, I've, I've faced death before and I know what it means to die. And the only time, there was a couple times in his life besides his miraculous story when he was 16 years old, the only times in his life that death came upon him is when he was not doing what God wanted him to do. That's just sobering to me. I mean, I, is, Jesus is my Savior, that's great. But Jesus is my Lord means he has something to say about everything in my life because Jesus is Lord. He, he tells me how I'm supposed to be a, a, a father, a husband. He tells me what I'm supposed to do with my money. He tells me how to raise up the children. He tells me. He wants to be a part of everything. Freedom for yourself includes coming to church and worshiping the Prince of Peace. There's only one decision you need to make, Robert Adams said. You are either working at your freedom or you are accepting your bondage. There's one day I had to choose, choose as for me in my house. Long time ago, we've chosen to serve the Lord. We've chosen to serve our way to our destiny. I didn't know I was going to be doing all this. And every season helped me get ready for the next. So we have freedom to read the Word this morning, freedom to be filled with the Holy Spirit, freedom to follow good leaders of integrity, freedom to connect with people of like precious faith, freedom to discover God's purpose and serve our way to our destiny. Our kids, I know many of you are on holiday and, and 4th of July, and I'm glad that you're with your, friend, your family and friends. One of my mistakes over the years, I hadn't taken enough breaks. Thank God we have a great staff here that we can, we can have some needed times off as well. But parents, listen, our kids need to see our commitment. They don't need to see you, unless it's a job situation, they don't need to see you dropping your youth off and then going somewhere, going back home, Drop your kids off, and let's come in church. Let's, let's learn. Let's, let's see what, ha what God wants us to speak. You know, direction comes in services just like this. It might get tight in services like this. But listen, if I'm going in the wrong direction, I want God to speak up loud 
I, I need those checks. I need, you know, if I walk out of love, I just back up and apologize if I'm stepping out of faith. Or I know me and my wife in this ministry right now are perfecting the level that we're on before we can go to the next one. So perfect the level you're on. Make sure it's God and just serve Let me conclude with these final thoughts. What did we talk about today? Freedom is a gift that did not come cheap. Ronald Reagan uh, quote here says, I believe, he said, I believe this blessed land was set apart in a very special way, a country created by men and women who came here not to search for gold but in search of God. They would be free people living under the law with faith in their master and in their future. Then Pastor Hagen said, God's system of freedom is more than doing what you please when you want to do it. My, my life was dramatically changed when I really went after him. I mean dramatically. God's system of freedom is more than doing what you please. It's more than fulfilling all your lusts and passions. It's, it's being free from the chains of self-centeredness. Free from hurt, pain, financial problems, health problems, sin, and degradation. So may we realize the true freedom is only found in being born again, saved by the blood of Jesus, that His blood was spilled at Calvary. We must realize there's real freedom, not just natural freedom. There's spiritual freedom. And unless you have known spiritual freedom, you have not known real freedom. There could be a lot of folks in a particular jail that are incarcerated, right? You see the places like that all over the place. But if you don't know Jesus, you know some freedom of a nation, but you, know, you don't know freedom when the Word says if Jesus has set you free, you are free indeed. You're free from the devil. He's defeated. You're, you're free from sin and bondage. You're free. And you got to learn how to walk in these new ways. And oh, man, I'm so free. But if someone in jail gets born again and, and someone here didn't, they know so much more freedom than you do. We have jail ministry here. and I, gosh, it, You might as well stand up. Um, can I give you another little funny about me that I've never said to you guys before? Three said yes. But anyway, uh, this was before Harvest, before the Higgins, before Bishop Pash. And I had to say, I, I wasn't really being pastored by anybody. But I have a heart to reach people. And some of us went to this particular prison. I ministered the Word, and it had to be about the Holy Spirit, because we wanted them not only to be saved, but have power to stay free and not do what they had done in the past. <laughs> so, everybody has a particular way to express themselves, and sometimes it's flesh. I mean, I, no doubt. 
But all of a sudden, you know, I was just laying hands on people to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And they were getting excited and jumping. And one bear hugged me. Come here, Fabian. I mean, one like one one as big as Fabian. Come on. But I was there to help him. And he he bear hugged me. Bear hugged me. Oh, (laughs) Uh, don't go too far on this illustration. But he was so excited. He started jumping. I didn't need to jump because he was carrying me. Jumping all over that place. I mean, just destroyed our speakers and our system and our little little three thingies for sound. And but he didn't care. He got free. <laughs> Thanks, Fabian. Thanks for that chiropractic adjustment. <laughs> Just as the blood was spilled on the ground in foxholes, on lonely battlefields for our natural freedom, the blood of Jesus was spilled on a lowly hill called Golgotha. And there suspended between heaven and earth, the Son of God freely laid down his life. Freedom is a gift. It did not come cheap. Let's bow our heads with this question. Have you accepted your freedom? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Do you know for no doubt about it, if you were to pass away today and your spirit simply departs from your body, that's what the passing for a saint is. For someone who knows Jesus as Lord, Savior, they slip out of this realm right into the presence of God. So death is different than someone who is not saved. I mean, someone who's not saved and you don't hear about it a lot, but there is a hell to gain and I mean a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. People that are not saved slip out of their body and go to that place that was never intended for people because Jesus is the way to heaven. Everyone has opportunity to receive because God is a just God. So if you're here today and say, Pastor Coyne, I don't know. I can't, I'm not for sure. I don't know if I'm saved. Well, just bow your head. And I'm getting ready to pray a prayer of salvation. And if that is for you today, I won't make you do anything. I just need to know who's going to pray, who's going to pray with me when I pray this prayer of salvation. Ready? Go ahead and lift up your hand if that's you right now. Just lift lift up your hand. I'm not going to put fear in your life. What if this is your last time, last chance, that you didn't get it right before God? The Word says, behold, now is the time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. going to look to my right, your left, real quick, one more time. I'm not so sure that there's 100%
in this room that have Jesus as Lord, so I'm going to pray a prayer of salvation right now. But if you look at me, I'm going to get on your case just a little bit more before we leave. Do you mind? <laughs> You're like, you really want me to say yes? No. I'm like, every service, we should have people here that we have invited that don't know Jesus. Everywhere we go, we constantly have our ear to the ground and we invite people to church. So let's do that. Let's do this together. Spow in prayer. Father, right now, we just say thank you for freedom, both naturally and spiritually. But right now, I want us all to repeat the prayer of salvation with me. Say it with me and say it out loud. Say, God, I believe Jesus is your son. I believe he died on the cross for all of my sin. I believe on the third day, you raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus is Savior of the world. Jesus is Lord of the world. But right now, God, I ask Jesus to come in my heart. I believe I receive you, Jesus, as my Savior. I take you as my Savior, and I confess you as my Lord. I renounce my past. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Empower me to move forward, to, to have strength and yet be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name.